0: Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One Hey guys, Michael Malice here Be sure to check out my weekly podcast You're Welcome with Michael Malice now on Podcast One You might know me from my terrible Twitter my horrible books or the nonsense I spout on podcasts like Rogan and Glenn Beck It's all there Are you black-pilled or white-pilled for the future of the UK? What is a man? <laughs> what is a man? What is a no? What, I, what is a, I, Are you white pilled or black pilled? No, seriousness, girl. No, no, no. I love the Jesse B. piece of question. The
1: fact that you discovered that gives me hope for some of the things that I've still got that are missing. Well, with.
0: if you need James G. Blaine's autograph, you are welcome to it. Of course, being the co-author of How to Have Impossible Conversations makes you the perfect guest for this train wreck of a show. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> new episodes are available every Thursday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, and wherever you get your podcasts. You are welcome. Hey guys, welcome to CarCast. We're gonna go over a few things. We're gonna talk a little bit about uh, new McLaren hybrid. Um, some of that, uh, some of those specs are coming out pretty soon. Dig into a little trip we uh, we went on. Uh, we all went to Atlanta. Oh, quite a bit more. Let's uh, let's get into it. But first, here's Geico. Would you love to save money on insurance? Of course. Who doesn't love a good deal? Well, when it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, GEICO can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even homeowners, condo, and renter's coverage. Save even more with a special discount when you bundle coverages. Plus... Add the easy-to-use GEICO mobile app and 24-hour roadside assistance and the switch to GEICO becomes a no-brainer. Switch today and see how you can save. Simply go to GEICO.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent. Hello, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator. DeAndre here with Bill Goldberg. How's Texas?
1: Well, hotter than dogs.
0: <laughs> man
1: it's 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 ridiculous but it's, that, get,
0: <clears throat> it's getting uh it's starting Gage's to get working off.
1: That off in the 100, 100 degree heat three times a day and i'm sitting inside complaining so i mean it could always be
0: worse so we missed each other in atlanta you went out with gage uh the week after i went out for the pfl event that bravago sponsors and uh uh, we're getting closer to having products, some supply chain issues. What a big pain in the ass. It seems like everything that should take 60 days takes five months. Um, but I promise you we're getting closer. No matter to what it is. Yeah, it just it just doesn't matter. Every other uh, beverage company I've talked to in the space, that's, that's new, right? Like anybody that's new like we are, they have the same issues because they just don't have like the buying power and, you know uh, – the clout with a lot of the vendors that are out there. So, you know, we're 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 nudging everybody as as the best we can. But the hard seltzer we'll have out uh available online pretty soon. And we have this great, you know, C B D seltzer which we'll tell you guys about more. No alcohol, no THC, different type of product, but really good, good stuff. Uh, so the PFL event that we went to, uh, we've got some of our some of their fighters is, are going to be Brandon Brat ambassadors for us. Our guy Shoeface, Antonio Carlos Jr. He did a great job. He's the reigning light heavyweight champion. He won his his match. He won his fight. He's going to move on to the playoffs. Uh, and I got a chance to speak with him for a few minutes. Um, by the way, just just a fun, charismatic guy, uh, very genuine, um, really wants to make a name for himself in this sport. And he's, he's a good fighter. You saw him fight. He's a good fighter. Like he's, he's an athlete, you know?
1: Oh, absolutely. It was I uh, I haven't seen a PFL event in a little while and it was good. I tuned in over the weekend and, uh, I was looking for you in the stands, but, uh, I definitely saw the bravago on the, uh, on the mat and, uh, the, uh, what is it? The pad, the, the, the,
0: Corner yeah, pad. On, on the corner pad, and in the yeah. and on the mat of the cage, and when Antonio came into well, the ring, soon
1: we'll be in the place. Soon we'll be in Bud Light's place.
0: You know, uh, when uh, when Antonio came out to fight, the whole event, I, I was there with one of the other sponsors. This next level water, good guy. His, uh, his name is Toby. He owns that company. We're both sponsors. He's the official water. We're the official hard seltzer, and uh, the whole time. We're like, I don't know, there's these screens everywhere, just monitors and screens and the whole thing gets the whole room gets animated, you know, with, you know, like at any live sporting event when you're there on site. I'm like, I didn't see my my logo start going crazy on all the screens <laughs> and then I realized because our guy is in one of the main events, you know, he's the you know, the basically the second to the last fight. And then when he came out and he got in the ring, the whole place just blew up, just Bravago everywhere. And I was like, There it is. There's our money. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> yeah. And uh and next level water, those guys. Um, their their guy fought as well in the next event, and then it, it kind of blew up with his logo. But we were sitting there for three hours going, I didn't see my didn't see my, my logo pop up everywhere. It's like, what's going on here? Um but you guys were out the week before. You, you, you took Gage to school, literally. Yeah, literally. Uh, yeah,
1: man. You know, <clears throat> as a parent uh, of an athlete, of an aspiring collegiate athlete, we tried to uh, provide them with as many opportunities as possible. So we worked his ass out for four days with an ex-Falcons uh, teammate of mine and then took him up to, to the University of Georgia up in Athens. And, <laughs> Let him work out with the team and see a little bit about uh, how monstrous all the kids were. You know, he had a great time, man. So it was we, awesome.
0: We talked to him a little bit uh, on the podcast. Uh, I think last week as we were heading out and uh, got a little little heads up from him on his Bronco and stuff. But how how did it work out? Like you know, listen, Gage is a big kid. He's an incredible athlete. But you're right. When you throw them into the big leagues like that, it could be a little intimidating. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but Although, you relate, right? You've been there. You've been there, you know, when yeah. you were yeah. younger. It was, it
1: was more of a it, – it was a reaction of all those people because they haven't seen him since he started growing like a weed. I mean, he was a short, chubby little kid the last time they saw him. And then they throw him into the workouts with, with their freshmen – and uh, man, he hung with everybody. It was great. I mean, he he's he looks like a midget compared to him, but he'll grow in time. But it was it was awesome, man. It was awesome. Things don't phase Gage. All the shit that he's been through, um, he he does. It, it seemingly he has no nerves when in a tense situation. So he was he just jumped in, man. He had a great time. Great time. Experiences like that are invaluable. You know, you can't pay for that off. So.
0: The conversation on the way home was was he a little more like you know that felt good can't wait to go or was he like you're right those are some big kids we got some work to do over the next two years right because he's got two more years of high school oh
1: he, he doesn't he doesn't eloquate it he doesn't like download <laughs> the experience it's just like on to the next one yeah. so <laughs> sometimes it's like it doesn't phase him but. What it does is it motivates him. You know, I mean, not that. The, I mean, there were kids in there that made me look like a flipping midget. I mean, they're you're talking six, eight, three hundred and forty pound, twenty year olds, yeah, and eighteen year olds. I mean, it was. It's just. It's like the land of the giants. It, it's a whole different. It's a whole different deal. Yeah, I mean, not only to when I was there, but just the normal human walking down the street isn't six, eight, three hundred and forty. So, right when you got like 15 of them next to you and you're running with them and you're stretching with them and you're working out with them and you're 16 years old, you would think that that would intimidate him, but it doesn't, you know, he just jumps in and does his thing. And, uh, that, that's why it's, it's refreshing to put him in a different setting like that so that he can see what the top, top of the heap is like, but, uh, it, 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 it doesn't frustrate him. It doesn't, uh, It doesn't do anything but motivate him. So yeah, um, that's good. You know, we got yeah. Yesterday we drove up to Austin and he worked out with uh, Derek Johnson, the guy who played 14 years in the league and nine-year All-Pro with the Kansas City Chiefs as a linebacker. And we worked with him for two hours, and then he came back and you know (laughs) went to hitting practice. And it's just one thing after another. This kid's like impenetrable. It's Uh, pretty good. I miss having that much energy. I never
0: had that much. Time. <laughs> Way back in the day, uh, that gym was impressive at the college.
1: Oh my god! That's a- like Sixty thousand, eight thousand square feet. Impressive. It was unbelievable. I mean, it's
0: just <laughs> yeah. I I saw you know I saw the photos and stuff that you were sending over. And I was like, man, that's an impressive place. When you when you came home, did you call the guys at Metron back up? You're like, we need to rethink this gym. <laughs> in the garage. Please no, don't don't go, don't go back have, to the more.
1: I don't have any more room number 1, but yes, I acqui- I'm acquiring two pieces that I saw at, at George's yeah. gym.
0: Uh oh. so yeah, I don't
1: know. I they're going to go on the roof, I guess. I don't, I don't know.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, speaking of the, the speaking of the gym, um I I had a great conversation with with the the CEO of of Century uh, martial arts um you you know the brand they make oh, they yeah. make the bags they make the gloves they make the the workout mats they make all this great stuff uh, they're in they're in uh, uh gyms and and training centers all over really great stuff and they have
1: been years man they're they're, they're top of the line equipment for sure I, i've used them for a long long time uh,
0: and and a, a great family business it's been in the family for forever um you know it's it's, it's uh it was really great to just kind of spend some time and and just talk about that side of the business and how they grew it and um and i think they're gonna do something fun for us and make a couple of the bags you know with the bravago look, look like a bravago can but um but, uh, but he was telling me again, he's like, listen, he goes, we know he's heard you're building out your garage, you're building out your gym. And when you're ready, uh, let's talk about what you need, some of the some of the gear you need a workout mat, the bags, the gloves. And, uh, uh, you know, chances are, you know, you probably were going to end up with century getting stuff from them anyway. So let's have a conversation. We'll get some good branding and get some custom stuff made. And, uh, you know, they, ha- they make all of their stuff here in the U S and they've got their big printing facility on site so they can print the canvas and all that. However we want. So we can, uh, make yourself a century and bravago branded gym, just, just in case, Bye. <laughs> just,
1: you know what's so you know what what just came to my mind? You got these water holding units out here because everybody's got wells. Yeah. And and I've seen a lot of them painted, whether it's the Texas flag or whether it's like, you know, emulating a can of beer. Yeah. Taps blue whatever whatever it may be. Maybe we do a black one and and do the Rivago logo
0: on Yeah. Them.
1: They're like they're like 20, 20 feet high.
0: Every Tammy always says she's like, you know, you're in the Midwest because every town has a giant water tower when you're driving through the Midwest. And I was like, yeah, let's just paint yeah. our logo on every one of those things. There's got to be a company that does that, like that sells <laughs> <Yeah>. sells the <laughs> the space on every one of those. Um. All right. So, uh, another thought. I was just over at the at the shop over there, and you know, Sean that <laughs> works for Adam is always. I don't know. He's always wheeling and dealing and stuff. He's got a parking lot full of trucks that he's cutting in half and he's making the, you know, making them short, making them long, making them bigger, making them smaller. And he's just, he's got a cool project where he's got like this old school, like big dually truck. It was like a, you know, like a long bed dually Mm -hmm. and, and he's turning it into like a short bed suburban But with the full giant dually in the back and the giant tanks, (laughs) like the side fuel tanks that are a step to get in, it looks like a semi truck. Yeah, like an
1: F550 or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that, but an older school uh, Chevy. Um, And he's got some really, you know, he's got the renderings for it, really cool stuff where I think one of the big, you know, fuel tanks on the side that's like also the step to get in is going to be like a, a water tank for an intercooler. He's got a big block Chevy that he built. He's got a turbo on it and uh some cool projects. So but also, you right. know, he's um does a lot of work on the side for various people and not everybody pays their bills. So Sean right. is also like the best repo man. <laughs> so anybody that doesn't pay their bills, <laughs> he's he's always like Confis- confiscated another car, confiscated another truck. I'm going to put a lien on it. He's got 30 days to pay me. I don't even know the whole story, but he's very good at doing that as well. I, I'm not sure. Sounds uh, like a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, a hell
1: of a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> so it came to my attention that there is a... Uh, a Mustang project, a 67 Mustang project over there. Not that I need another Mustang, but it it sounds right. like it so it's 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 an unrestored car and it's a little rough. But all the pieces are there. It's not a matching numbers car. So it can be a hot rod you can turn it into whatever. You don't it have to worry, better. right? But the interior pieces are there, all the all the hard to find like like chrome trim pieces and and all of those things are there it's a clean title uh it's a fastback it's a 67 fastback um so it has pretty much all of the pieces there but whatever it runs like shit and it leaks fuel and there's a little bit of you know somebody kind of cut up the front end suspension a little <laughs> bit um which you know if we did something with it we'd cut all that crap out anyway uh so i don't know just uh Kinda of caught my attention, seems a little interesting. Might
1: yeah. Sounds like uh, me driving to Austin yesterday in the back roads of Texas. Uh finding out that the Martin brothers are about forty-five minutes or actually about an hour from me, their shop. Talked to Joe yesterday. The one time that I literally almost drive by, he's delivering a car in Dallas. So I didn't stop by. But on the way there, there I, I see a, an establishment was closed. They must have had 10 completely stripped out uh, military Hummer H1s.
0: Mm, okay. Right? Yeah.
1: So it's like, I wonder how long, I wonder how many times it's going to take for me to pass by that place before <laughs> I pull in. <laughs> you know? Uh, I tell you what, dude, the, the back roads from here to Austin – I must have I must have seen four or five places that as a automotive picker would have been absolute nirvana if I would have stopped. Yeah. So wow. It's amazing what's out here. I
0: I, I know the thought is for everybody listening, everyone's thought is why don't you finish the projects you're already working on? I agree. I well, agree. <laughs> you know, that's fun. And, but yeah, but, and that's fun. So here's here's the thought. Here's the thought. Um, I, you guys know, I have the red 93 Cobra working on that. We had pro charger on the other day. We had a conversation about the pulley kit that, uh, the brackets for the blower, uh, am I going to make it or are they going to make it? Cause they said they're getting closer to a kit, but I still haven't seen the goddamn kit. I haven't even seen a sketch. I don't know if it's going to do what I need to do, but, um, uh, Uh, My friend Chris Brown, who's been working with me on designing, you saw the CAD files and the 3D uh, printing of the the door handle and the mirrors, which we're getting closer on. The next project would be the blower bracket uh, Mm -hmm. if ProCharger doesn't come up with a solution on their own. So, uh, yes, we'll move forward with that project. And then, yes, I have this other Cobra that was waiting in the wings. It's sitting at Bodie Stroud's shop. It's it's a unibody shell, but it has an 03 Cobra independent rear in it. It's got the full maximum motorsport suspension, um, Flaming River rack and pinion, Brembo brakes. So it's a project car for sure, but it's got good bones on it now. And we do have the sheet metal for that car, and... Uh, and it's good, and it's interesting. So, there is the thought. Although the red '93 Cobra and that car would be a bit different, they're still '93 Cobras. So, what if I sold that project out there? and then just did the 67 Mustang project at some point. When I say do it, what I mean is get the car, put it in my garage for three years, and then think about it later. <laughs> it's
1: such a cycle, isn't it? It is. Like when a, when a, when, when a project kind of stalls or the momentum isn't to our liking, we tend to rationalize <laughs> the situation you
0: know, yeah. I mean, (laughs) I I, I don't know that (laughs) one of those projects would get done faster than the other. So that's not the issue is get the red car done. And then the truck, right. Um, uh, The lightning, which uh, I think we did an update on this like a week or two ago. Uh, Maybe you were out that week. Um, I got all of the front suspension in from Epic rod and custom, the group out of Canada, right? They, they, Mm-hmm. They did a whole front half, basically a front clip, uh, custom fabricated uh, K member upper and lower control arms. Um, we adapted a brand new flaming River rack and pinion steering from a Fox body Mustang on there. so no more of the the steering box and and all that. It's all good. Um, we've been working with jri on the shocks we talked about the adjustable suspension that we're putting in it so we can have our track mode and our street mode and our drag race mode Um, it was all measured to fit those shocks which i have uh, and the controller for it Uh, what we were waiting for was i i told you guys about that bearing there was like a bearing floating off the in the middle of the ocean off of long beach for like nine months or whatever. It seemed like forever. We got the bearing in, they finished it. And the sway bar, we had to wait forever to get uh, a sway bar made. We ordered it a long time ago, but it took about, I think we ordered it in November right (laughs) um and then it came in uh i don't know about four weeks ago and so we got it wrapped up so it was shipped i have it i haven't even unloaded the boxes Uh, the whole front suspension and all the pieces are on a pallet in my warehouse now i'm trying to um get some of the rear suspension pieces which is a little bit easier right it doesn't have some of the complexities the spindles the rack and pinion steering a lot of the geometry um Fat Fender Garage, which is a great place in Arizona. They do a lot of Ford trucks, a lot of early Broncos. Uh, they work with um, Porter Built for their for their chassis, who's also in Arizona. Um, so Porter Built does a lot of the chassis. Fat Fender builds the cars out of those chassis. But they have a four-link uh, suspension for the rear that does fit my year truck. It's... Uh, it's a four-link that obviously eliminates the leaf springs, has a pan hard bar, and has a notch kit on the frame. So we can adjust the height. So it it allows me to go to a coilover setup. It allows me to lower the vehicle and not hit the frames. Um so it's a notch kit with the four-link and coilovers, but we already have the coilovers from JRI. Uh so I reached out to them. You know, I spoke to them a year ago, and they're like, Yeah, we love what you're doing. Let's, let's, let's do it. And then um Understandably, I guess I, I ghosted them for a while and I was like, sorry guys, <laughs> supply chain issues. I don't have a truck to do all this shit on. To, um, you know, so they went on with their lives until they got an email from me last week and I said, hey, I'm back. <laughs> uh, I need that four length now. So getting a little getting a little closer with those things, but I don't know. I mean, second we
1: Audio that that when you stated you weren't going to do very much to your life,
0: Yeah. Well, that would have been a few years ago now. So um, there's like a statute of limitations, I think. I think that's how that works. I don't really know what the time frame <laughs> is. But listen, I did mm-hmm. stick to my word and I've been driving the truck the whole time. I drove it here today. I've been yeah. driving it the whole time. I just spoke to Richard Waitis over at Magnaflow and the Mustang Mach One is sitting in his showroom down there. Um I just got the tires mounted on the HRE wheels, but they're at my shop, so I'm gonna do the swap on them. I just gotta get it back up here. Uh So, yeah, so once I swap the vehicles, then I can do work on the truck and drive the Mach 1 a bit, but then the Mach 1 has some more shows to go through, and I'll drive the truck. So I would say before I take the truck off the road and start, you know, like engine swap suspensions on the big stuff, that wouldn't be able to happen until after SEMA, which, you know. Looking at the schedule of the past few years, that's coming up very quickly, right? Everything's just dragged on the past few years. So once the Mach 1 makes it to SEMA, then I get the car back, uh, you know, and can drive it all the time without worrying about smashing up all of the carbon fiber. I mean, you're still going to worry about it, but I don't want them to put all this prototype stuff on the car and then, you know— I put four thousand miles on it, and it's got rock chips and dings and and stuff. You know, we I do want to drive the car, but it it needs to look good if it's going to go to their booth at the C V show. So between now and the beginning of November ish, uh, I'm just going to try to bring in the rest of the parts needed for the truck, and then um, finish building the engine. I got to paint it. Uh, the short block's built, the heads ready. I got the cam in, got it all dialed in, uh, degreed the cam and all that. I got to paint it and then put the heads on, and then that'll get us closer. Then I, I'm going to just do, which I, I I believe is the smart thing, is that I'm going to take the truck, I'm going to load all the parts in the back, and I'm going to drive it over to a shop. I'm going to probably drive it over to Galpin Auto Sports. who has been working on the truck quite a bit, and go here you go. <laughs> <laughs> just go ahead and put it together for me. There's a few other things I'm doing between now and then, right? Uh, uh, things that I can do on the truck without a lot of downtime. Um, we are doing the one-piece glass conversion. July 5th, it's going in to finish up the doors, and then we're going to finish the mirrors, I'm going to finish the door handles and some of the custom stuff that we're doing. And Aeromotive is working on the fuel system. we got the two fuel tanks that it's at their shop. And they're designing a fuel system that's going to support the power and allow me to switch between the two fuel tanks on the fly. Not a lot of people have uh, the switching mechanism. Now, my truck currently has two fuel tanks, um, and there's a switch where you can switch on the fly, but none of that can support the volume of fuel and the amount of power that we need. So we need to come up with a beefier version of the whole thing. Um and also the, the cool thing about the two fuel tanks is if we wanted, we can run two different types of fuel, right? We can run 91 octane and drive out someplace in one tank and then run some racing fuel in the other tank and carry some with you, right? Let's say if we're doing a track day or an event or something like that and you can't get you know, race fuel or something out there, well, you could drive to the event. You can always top off your ninety-one octane and just carry, you know, fourteen gallons of the racing fuel with you. You know, if we can get it shipped to the to the garage, so it's kind of cool to be able to have the. Two I wish cars. I had two. The demon. Yeah, well, that's more of a, a that's more of an mph issue, right, or an mpg issue than, a, than than anything else. Which I do have that issue with the truck as well. Uh, I mean, uh, I, we're not exactly trying to. Well, turn
1: it's this... a, a, a horsepower issue with me. Yeah, right, because I'd run. You know, you got race fuel in one where you can hit the button and you'll have eight forty, and then you got you know the regular. I'm uh, uh, doing super unleaded in that one, so you only got 800, 808. You know with that so it'd be nice to not have to, to not have to run the 110 or 114 all the time and just use it when you want
0: right are the power modes in that uh tied into the two keys like the red key and the, and the black key i guess like if you use the red key um, is it
1: i, I would yeah 100 yeah i have never used the black key, but yes, yeah,
0: yeah it, <laughs> right. it, it, it limits it. Yeah, I don't
1: even know if a, if a demon comes with the black key. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. You're gonna have to dig around your junk drawer because you never used the black key. If it came with one, you never were like fuck that I, key. <laughs> I
1: have old drawer full of black keys. I don't know which ones they're two. but they're, <laughs> they all say they're dodge they're on them.
0: Yeah, they all say dodge on them. Um, all right. So speaking of uh, the the TRX, the second TRX, when what what's the schedule on that? Yeah,
1: it should be here. Hoping it gets here before I have to leave on Thursday to Houston, so I can drive it up there. So uh, it's on the it's off the rail. It's on a truck. It's just where did the rail unload, and how many stops are there between there and here? So my luck, it'll get here Thursday afternoon, right as I have
0: when two hours leave. after
1: I have to leave.
0: Yeah, that's that's just the way the, it works. It's the way it works. <laughs> yeah. I every time I go out of town, that's when like FedEx delivers or there's like a freight and a truck outside. I'm outside your <laughs> place. I, I just left. I'm gone for two days. We're like, All right, we'll try to reschedule. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> that's always the they case. They did that to me.
1: That happened to me a week and a half ago. They somebody we've been it's a very long story, but we ordered a, a treadmill. And the company that delivered it took about a month to get in touch with me and to coordinate the delivery. Well, they delivered it when Wanda and I were both leaving town. They left it outside of the gate and it got stolen.
0: <laughs> Jeez. And and to be fair, it's rare for both of you to be gone, right? Because there's a zoo there. Oh, yeah. And it's it's tougher you know for the family vacation to to happen because then you got to bring in a team of people to 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 feed the zoo
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> yes and we came back with another animal how's that well that we, doesn't we surprise an at, at gage's last baseball game i literally after they won the tournament i was walking from my seat to the bench and i almost stepped on a bird a baby bird that was on the ground and I looked down and it moved. I thought it was dead and it moved and it looked at me and I'm like, Oh shit, here we go. Again. Here we go again. And so lo and behold, I told Wanda, she went and picked it up. And and his name is Franklin and he's in the other room. He's
0: in the other room. Yeah. I can see you guys going to a baseball game and Wanda goes, I'm just going to go to the concession. you want anything? You want a water or something? Sure. It comes back with a goat exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also i so, found if, a goat here's your water i found a goat
1: <laughs> i had to get a freaking hotel room for the for the uh kangaroo uh, yeah
0: yeah <laughs> i i, so I that's a, you can't make
1: this shit up dude. you just can't make it up i uh
0: i saw the kangaroo eating his breakfast the other day it looked like he was eating a bowl of cereal i don't yeah. i don't really know what he eats but it looked like he was eating a bowl of cereal
1: As we speak, my uh, my Father's Day present is arriving, and it's a it's a Brahma bull,
0: an an actual bull. Yeah, that sounds like more work. You know, it sounds like as for your gift is chores. You give you a lot of chores. (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) right? Uh, uh, Um, All right, so it's heaven, man. Uh, the McLaren Arturo Artura, right? This is the, the, like
1: my old three hundred and sixty. man. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. It's,
0: it's not, it's not a flagship vehicle for them. It's just their, their lower priced, you know, more entry level price, if you will, latest version of, of a hybrid. So not a McLaren P one, it's not a million bucks. Um, I think it's, Hmm, like two hundred and thirty-five thousand two thirty-three, 30. something like that.
1: It's a cool looking, a cool looking vehicle for sure. And in that, it's funny in that space. That's pretty affordable for a McLaren, right? And so it's a, looks yeah. like a pretty damn good. When you when, except for what you can go eleven miles on the on the charge.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it 11? <laughs> maybe maybe it's eleven or is, it could be. I gotta find that number. Yeah, I think it's eleven. Yeah, Uh, but you know it's supposed to. uh, So it's V six. It's the hundred and twenty degree twin turbo V six combined with an electric motor. It's got a little battery. Um, What are we coming in at? We come in at six seventy one horsepower, five thirty one pound feet of torque. And there's some the people in Europe where McLaren's been doing a, a few presentations a few drives with the thing but you know that ferrari has been coming out with with their stuff as well they've got their 296 gtb a similar v6 uh um setup a battery you know hybrid motor um i think a lot more expensive um but how do they start to go head to head well Weight's gonna be a big issue, right? So the Ferrari comes in at eight hundred and eighteen horsepower and the McLaren at six seventy-one. But the torque is five forty-six versus five thirty-one. So not a huge difference in in torque. So um I I'm not sure what's actually producing the torque or not producing the torque. Maybe in Ferrari's case, I couldn't say for sure. But it sounds like McLaren has a pretty robust little electric motor that's helping to contribute with with that torque number.
1: Mm-hmm. Makes you sense. Know, um,
0: I, I assume Ferrari mm-hmm. is as well, but their higher horsepower number. Uh, maybe they're just getting more out of the gas engine. We don't really have all of the these specs on it yet, but the Ferrari comes in at about thirty seven hundred pounds, and the McLaren at thirty three hundred pounds. So the performance between these cars isn't wildly different when you just look no. at the numbers, you know, they're, they're both have zero to 60 oh. around the three second mark. They're both going to go a little over 200 miles an hour. You know, now it's mid range power and how it handles on a course and how fast it is around a track. We don't really know how that's going to be. Um, I mean, as a fan of McLaren and Ferrari, I tend to think the Ferrari is going to be the superior product in this, but uh, I don't remember what the Ferrari costs. I think it's going to cost a lot more. But like, Probably as you double, said, yeah. And as you said, this car doesn't have the full, you know, catalog of technology that some of the other McLarens have had, like, you know, the the dynamic suspension with the, I think the hydraulic sway bar, Set up. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really have that. It's got something a little bit more conventional on it. Now, it doesn't mean yeah they you know, couldn't
1: have done, done the price point where it's at.
0: Right. So this is meant to replace like whatever the the six seventy or the six fifty or the five seventy, and not really a seven twenty yet. But this hybrid technology yeah. could find its way into those cars. And then you know what are you going to get from McLaren around that four hundred to five hundred thousand dollar range. Right. And then maybe there's a supercar after that. But it's it's interesting and it seems to really perform uh, well. So going to be looking forward to that. Um, We like the guys at McLaren a lot. Kind of looking forward to uh, to being able to to drive one of those. Speaking of crazy supercars, Pagani, the Pagani Waira which we've seen for a while now they use a the great uh, v8 engine from amg they get a hell of a lot of power out of the thing and they decided to do a long tail uh, a long tail version of their Wira, and it looks cool um, they've got a lot into it carbon fiber body i they said they had two customers that wanted a long tail version i'm not sure how two even came up maybe the first one and the second guy was like can we do something different and they're like eh, I'm thinking about doing a a long tail it looks cool it's wildly over the top the 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 gauges and the mechanics and the interior of the of the Pagani is always very cool very artistic very mechanical the car is going to be seven point three four million dollars they're gonna make five of them how many Yeah, they're going to make five of them. I I assume those first two customers, those are accounted for. Maybe you can uh, get a hold of one of these other ones if you got a lot of money. But here's the interesting thing is, you know, Pagani still uses uh, a big V12 from AMG. It makes 840 horsepower and 811 pound-feet of torque. But their use of lightweight materials, titanium exhaust, carbon fiber body, carbon fiber tub, all this stuff, this car only comes in at 2,820 pounds. This thing is less than 3,000 pounds with that kind of crazy horsepower. And I know the long tail is more of a top speed car. I I don't know that they put that number out, but I don't know. This got to this has to be like a 230 mile an hour car, right? Like 220, somewhere around there. I mean, I should have,
1: Yeah, I would hope so. But yeah, but I, I don't know where my thought process is, is on that car. I mean, it's a, Hey, the thing is cool looking.
0: Is it seven um, and a half million cool looking?
1: <laughs> nothing is no way, <laughs> right? No, no. Uh, yeah, um it's a it's a typical Pagani. I mean it's badass. There's I mean it's a, it's a work of art. I mean there's no question. And I mean the lineage of the long tail, their version, I mean it's it's a cool looking car, but uh, yeah. I mean the numbers should be outstanding for 7 million bucks. It should go 330 miles an hour. Um, you know. Yeah. But it's like a painting. It's like a Picasso. It's a work, you know. I mean they have a completely different niche, yeah. I believe than anybody who compares with them out there.
0: I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I've always thought like Pagani and Koenigsegg are often in the same conversation, uh, not at seven and a half million bucks or seven and a quarter million bucks, but I, uh, you know, you and I are fans of of Koenigsegg. Uh, super smart guy. I love what they're doing with their mm-hmm. technology. Um, they, they where Pagani makes his cars very special, really on the design side. That is that interior. Well, his, his
1: interior yeah. His interior looks like it was made by a jeweler. You yeah. know I mean? It's that's just a
0: good analogy. Yeah. Of, that's,
1: it's, uh, it's just, beautiful. it's like a Swiss watch. It's just absolutely unattainable by anybody else. Right. I, I believe so.
0: And Konacek stands out. With technology, his like camless Absolutely. or whatever valveless engine, and uh, his little tiny um, I forgot what he called it the tiny giant or something that little engine that's going to go in the Jamera with the hybrid technology and it makes incredible power. And of course, he's looking <laughs> at it going, Oh, we we can get this into the aerospace field. This is the smallest, the most powerful small engine and it's fuel efficient. He goes, Imagine this in 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 some smaller planes. What you can do with it. So he's got his sights set on many other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, his hybrid technology, his small electric motor now that's, you know, I don't know, the size of a lunchbox. <laughs> I mean, he's got you know, right? He doesn't have sort of that 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 Swiss watch uh feel no. on the interior like Pagani does, but under the skin the technology is is fantastic. And, you know, I haven't I haven't driven one, so I, I Can't really say for sure, but, um, you know, what we've, what we've read about and what we've seen in person at a few events and the few times that, uh, we've had, uh, uh, Christian von egg on the show, we filmed some TV stuff with him and he did the podcast with us and he really kind of got into it and, and then, you know, halfway through the conversation, Adam's like, why don't you run for president? <laughs> he loved that guy. He's like, <laughs> "He's like, you should you should start running countries. And he's like, yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> he's like, I want to build cars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's kind of a, an interesting thing. Uh, a little bit of the car news or some, uh, you yeah, know, not bad news, but not necessarily the best news. So Ford is recalling some Mustangs, I think, in the... The 2019 to 2021 uh, Mustang GTs. If you have a GT with a manual transmission, there's something going on with the computer and the uh, the rev matching. the 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 computer is starting to. I, I guess I don't know what's triggering it, but over time, it's it's the engine computer and the transmission aren't really having a good time talking to each other, and they're going, "What what gear are you in? And what are we doing with the rev matching?" So, um. I don't know. Maybe you're going to get a recall notice on this. They'll fix it. Maybe in the meantime, don't rev match or turn that off. And, uh, uh, you know, just kind of, I don't know, reach out to your dealer if you haven't uh, already. I think the recall is going to cover about 25,000 cars. Uh, so, you you know, you, you might be on the list. I don't know how many manual GTs they sold over those, whatever, two-year period. But that sounds about like all of them <laughs> so that's 25,000 sounds about all of them uh and uh Rivian Rivian the R1S we've seen the Rivian pickup trucks the R1S I always thought was kind of cool potentially as a future product within that's the SUV good looking yeah it's it's, good it's cool looking and if it's got similar proportions and stuff to the uh to the truck which we do see around here quite often now uh, anybody that got an order in on that, uh, chances are you got a letter or some email from them saying, "Hey, you know, we're having a few I- issues, some supply chain issues. We're trying to prioritize the trucks. There's going to be some delays from uh from you know a month or two to several months." Um, you know, I I get it. There's 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 some issues there, but you know, I, I hate to, I hate to say it, but you know, when Elon Musk tweeted, you know, a while ago, when he was like, congratulations, Riven, on your IPO. Keep in mind, you <laughs> got to make cars now. And that's the tough part. He was not wrong. Uh, he was not wrong. This is the tough part. They took a little bit of a hit with their branding image, you know, when they when they were going to, like, raise the prices of everyone's order and they had to backtrack on that. So, um, you know, that was, uh, that was a little bit of a, a – Yeah, optically, the logistics, the optics on that were were not the best. And I think um, they've got some work to do. I think
1: think with this round, it's so much – people are just so used to it. It's not really going to make the wave that the first one did by any stretch to me.
0: I mean, look, if there's – If there's any consolation for Rivian, it's they're not the only one that are sending out these letters and saying your shit's delayed and this and that and and a few issues here. I mean, I got the letter from Ford saying the lightning was delayed, you know, when they told me it was going to (laughs) be. And by the way, they didn't say when it was going to be delivered. I got another letter going, still working on it. No date. I got a I got a no date. You know, it was supposed to be like September and I have no idea when it's going to happen. So they're not the only one there. Um, I, the, the Rivians that are being delivered, I haven't dug into it too much, but I am curious on how are the vehicles performing? Um, are, are they built well, well enough for a, for a brand new company in a first year vehicle to be fair? Um, you know, cause mm-hmm. You know, Lucid is in a similar boat where, you know, Alistair was saying he's got such high hopes for Lucid, but, you know, if he had to make a decision based off of the one that he drove, he would say, you want to wait a little while because that car had a lot of, you know, manufacturing issues (laughs) and software issues and some build quality issues. And it's not that these aren't fixable issues. They're all fixable issues, but, you know... We've always said, like, people have always asked anybody who's a, a, a car guy going, hey, I heard about this new car coming out or this new car coming out. Not a new a, a new model, not a new company. You know, like, hey, the new Mustang's coming out or the new Silverado's coming out. Should I get one? Or should I wait a year or two for them to let to get the bugs worked out? And I would typically say, if you don't need one right away, yeah wait a year or two but also in that world it's like you'll also be able to get one a little cheaper either new or used some lease returns some things that are in pretty good shape maybe save a couple of bucks um now the used car market is nuts right now so the chances are you'll you'll pay more for a used car than waiting 9 months for a new car but let's let's assume that's n- not part of the equation <laughs> right uh yeah. So when you're a new company with a new vehicle, you might want to wait a couple of years uh, before you you jump on that that bandwagon. Or like a lot of early adopters, you just have to be comfortable with the fact that you may be taking your car in for service more than the average car. And I'm not saying it won't be covered under warranty. I'm just saying for some people... They're fine with that. And for some people, they're like, it's my only car. I don't have the time to drop it off for a week or so or a few days or two weeks to get warranty sh- stuff on it done. And then the hassle of, of of back and forth to the dealer. Right. So, you know, that's. Yeah.
1: And then there's people, that, you know, have different reasoning. You know, I mean, how what percentage of the people who buy first year cars are, are considering resale value down the road? you know, the first Rivian 20 years from now. I mean, if it goes well, or if it doesn't go well, I mean, you know, but then there are are pluses and minuses to to each, whether you get the first or whether you wait two years and, and, you know, save some money. But there are a lot of people that want to be immediately satiated when a new vehicle comes out. They want to be the first person to drive it. and They want to have that fun in that first vehicle. You know, but for other people who are much more practical, waiting is definitely the, the uh, better option,
0: right? I mean, practicality isn't quite what we do here. You and I have been, you know, exactly. at the, staring at a new vehicle with eyes wide open like a kid on Christmas morning, right? Going, Oh man, did you see this? Did you see this? That car looks cool, or like, Oh, I cruised by the auto show, or I was at. You know, uh, I, I'm still enamored with the new Z06. Now, the C8's getting its bugs and stuff worked out of it, you know, when the frunk was opening and stuff. But uh, it's it's hard to walk past a Z06 in person. It catches your eye, and you're like, this, this is an over-the-top Corvette. This thing is mm. cool as shit, you know. And if the yeah. numbers come in anywhere near, you know, performance numbers, you know, if it's got the reliability and – and you can beat the hell out of that thing on the track, which is supposed to be the big deal with that thing is that car is cool as shit, right? Is it going to have first year bugs? I certainly hope not, but we all hope not, <laughs> you know, <Exactly. laughs> but you know,
1: it's that wistful thing. You know, and and it's, it's always the grass is always greener on the other side. Oh, well, you know what? This company's going to get it right. They're going to, they're going to make it happen in the first year. There's going to be no bug bullshit. Everybody's going to have bumps in the road. Yeah. Look at, it, uh, look at lucid i mean because yeah. the package is so attractive it makes us overlook certain inadequacies in the first year because we want the end results so bad i want i'd love to have you know that lucid 100 percent. but my desire to want it to be perfect means that i'll take a few of the inadequacies in the meantime yeah. Yeah. just to get to the result you know
0: but you got a TRX, so it kind of went in a different direction there, didn't you? Lucid versus TRX. Well, yeah, because <laughs> the, Lucid TRX.
1: the Lucid isn't, no question, but the Lucid isn't, yes. I wouldn't have, <laughs> I couldn't have the Lucid out here. I, I just, I couldn't. I couldn't, and it, it still doesn't make me not want to have the vehicle, right? Right. It's just not practical out there.
0: All, although, I mean, that being said, two years from now, they get the lucid they get the bugs worked out they make a really cool car out of that thing your garage is built you know you you've got ev you You
1: know
0: know? that that's not a bad that's a cool car to have you get the big power one you get good range out of that thing and you know it's quiet i mean you're you're running around town you know you get you know Let's say you're getting 450 miles out of that thing. You can take it home, put it in the big garage, and and plug it in, and be quiet and fast as hell. That's a That'd that's be a cool a, car.
1: Yeah, that's why I've I've salivated over it for the last two years.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, um, absolutely.
1: But I, but but that's you can wait on that, that for me because the end result is such an attractive package. I can deal with first of all not having the first edition, and second of all, you know, since I am waiting, then they can get all the kinks out and fix all the bugs, and it'll be ready to re- ready to rock in two or three years.
0: Yeah. Um. All right. Let's say we will wrap it up. We got to hand the studio over to the to the next crew. So, um. Yeah, man. Is there uh, anything else we're missing?
1: No, I. I can't have oh the leverette guys got a hold of them uh, can't wait to see their product it was funny because I searched a couple images online and the first freaking one that popped up was yours
0: yeah <laughs> that's good sweet <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um,
1: definitely so I'm looking forward to having those guys out uh, to check out the the structure and see what they can do
0: yeah, I, I, you're gonna dig their stuff. I'm I'm happy with it. it turned out Brad Fanshaw got some, Aaron Hagar got some, and everyone that's picking up is like, "You're you're right. This is a pretty cool, pretty cool setup." And and everybody configured their different. Practical. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's practical. I, I, it, you know, when I I got the system, and I just keep thinking if maybe I should get another one. So <laughs> that's all that, that's <laughs> all that goes to my head right now. So. Um, all right, guys, let's go ahead and wrap things up. Appreciate you listening as always. Um, you know, have a good time. Until next time, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCastShow. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. Would you love to save money on insurance? Well, of course. Who doesn't love a good deal? Well, when it comes to great rates on insurance for everything, GEICO can help. Insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, RV, even homeowners, condo, and renter's coverage. Save even more with a special discount when you bundle coverages. Plus... Add the easy-to-use Geico mobile app and 24-hour roadside assistance, and the switch to Geico becomes a no-brainer. Switch today and see how you can save. Simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent.